Welcome to the Mud Talk Podcast, where you can hear thoughts from potters and ceramic artists around the world. A new topic each episode to improve our craft, grow our businesses, and discover new perspectives. We want to hear from you. My name is Brandon Schwartz, but you can call me Fuzzy. Welcome to episode 26 of the Mud Talk Podcast. In this episode, we are talking about your market, or the people who buy your work. Who buys your pots? How did you find them? Why do they buy your pots? How do you find more of those people that will buy your pots? These are the questions that any potter should start asking when they start to get serious about selling their work. Uh, special thanks to Stonecrop Studio for suggesting this question a very, very long time ago. Uh, now, this episode will be interesting because there were only a handful of responses. Literally five responses. I mean, for the whole the whole thing. Now, it's hard to judge what that means for certain. Maybe the social media algorithms didn't put this question in front of very many people. Uh, maybe, maybe a lot of us clay people have never thought specifically about our markets. Maybe we don't know who our market or ideal customers are. Maybe, as Little Blackberry Creek Pots say, will say a little bit later, we just want to create things instead of thinking about you know, marketing and things like this, our markets. Uh, maybe we can get by if we just put our work out there without precisely defining our market. Now, I'll be completely honest with you. I have no idea who my market is. I just put my pots on Instagram and Facebook. I list some of them on Etsy. I haul my booth to events. Remember those in-person events? And I just hope for the best. Okay, so maybe I'm not quite that lost. I have some ideas. For example, the map mugs that I make would probably be perfect for someone who likes to travel, or maybe who enjoys history or geography. But I know I could target certain people, or certain kinds of people, more specifically. So at the end of this episode, I'll talk about a few ways that I may be able to find my market a little bit better. But first, let's hear what other potters have said about... Who is your market, and how did you find them? First off, Ibtis Pottery said, Market is where I sell my pottery, and people who have seen me at markets would contact me to buy more. Now, this is an interesting point from Ibtis Pottery. The word market has a few different meanings. Market could mean the group of people that are looking for products like what you are making, Market can also be a physical location or event, and usually these kind of markets are already set up for you, like I'm thinking of a farmer's market or an art fair, but the question is, are these predefined markets actually your market? I mean, technically these are the people in front of your pots, but are they the people that will be most interested in and most likely to buy your pots? Probably not all of them. So we will explore this idea a little bit later. Next up, Spectre Studios Porcelain said, A very smart friend told me that a market for your work is something you create. Working on that. Yes, this friend seems very wise. 
You could probably argue about the words create versus find when talking about your market, but I think the idea is the same. It takes some work and usually some kind of plan to figure out who your market is. And speaking of creating and finding a market, it was interesting to be a part of the Michiana Pottery Tour this year. The previous eight years, it was an in-person event in the region around the Michigan-Indiana border. It was a self-directed tour with usually six to eight stops where potters would open their studios and often invite other guest artists to display their work. This year, being the year of pandemic, we offered all our work for sale online and promoted to a nationwide audience. We could, we could change the idea of our market because we were shipping pots instead of expecting people to drive and see us in person. Now, there was still a large concentration of website visitors that were from our region, probably within driving distance, but we also had visitors from just about every state in the U.S. In fact, we had over 400 visitors from the combination of California and New York together. So we definitely expanded our market to a wider geographic audience. On the other hand, are there people that are willing to drive and see us, but don't like buying things online? Probably. But under our current circumstances, these trade-offs were definitely acceptable. Alright, moving on. Little Blackberry Creek Pots said, Everyone is a potential Little Blackberry Creek pottery lover. I do four to seven shows a year, two studio tours, and follow my business plan of one-third wholesale, one-third consignment, and one-third direct. When I see a dip in one area, that's where I target. At the end of every promotion day, I realize that I would have much rather been creating. I like this strategy. Uh, I like the idea of having different markets because we all know markets change, And as the saying goes, you may not want to put all your eggs in one basket. And I agree, as I'm sure many of you do as well, we just want to make stuff, not exactly promote and sell stuff. So this response could be a whole new discussion, I think, but we will explore a little bit more about this at the end of the episode. Next, we had L2Fee7, who said, I view everyone as having a potential interest in L2A pottery. I began with gifting to family, friends, and co-workers. I now have two home shows each year and have had amazing sales as a result. I am in four retail locations, two outright purchase orders, and two on consignment. I continue to be humbled by strangers, quote-unquote, having an interest in and purchasing my work. Hustle equals sales. Well, I love the last part, hustle equals sales. That, for the most part, seems to be true. And I agree, it is still humbling sometimes to have other people love my work and I'm sure love your work because of the work and not just because they have some other connection to you. It is interesting that Little Blackberry Creek Pots and L2Fee7 both consider everyone as potential customers. To some extent, this is, this, it can be true. I mean, you never know for certain who will like and even buy your work. But I think a big step is finding people who are more likely to like and purchase your work. So you can kind of minimize the time and money you spend on marketing. Uh, More on this part in a minute. 
First, we have Benjamin W. from Facebook, who said, I started really selling and going for it during grad school. Started with a really good weekly Saturday market locally. Helped to get my feet wet and figure things out. I developed a good customer base and 14 years later, still attend when I'm not at an art fair. It's never an insane amount of sales, but a steady amount I can count on. Ah, this is a good point from Benjamin. It is a good idea to find an outlet or build some kind of following that will provide you some consistent sales that you can really count on. Uh, I think the most important part is just getting started. You'll kind of figure things out as you go. You'll get better, of course. And then being consistent is another big part of it. it. Being consistent really pays off. All right, so thank you to everyone who shared their thoughts. If you are going to be a full-time creator or even have a serious side gig in ceramics, I think it's important to think about your market. Now, after researching branding over the past few months, uh, you can check out episode 25 for more on the branding idea. But I started to think about who my target customers are, who my market is. Knowing your customers is part of building a brand. And really, it's probably part of finding as much success as possible for your business. But you may think, I make my work for everyone. And I agree. Everyone should appreciate, buy, and use our pots. But guess what? There is actually a very small percentage of people that will even consider it. I mean, just think about what my own work is not. I'll even just focus on my mugs, okay, not even the other stuff that I make. All right, so let's think about this for a second. I don't make pink mugs or use rainbows and unicorns. Now, there's a chunk of the population that won't be interested in my work just because they would only consider buying a brightly colored mug. My work doesn't fit their personality. Now, I don't know how big that percentage of the population is, but it's out there, I'm sure. I also don't make political pots. Okay, I don't I don't put any really political things into my work. So there goes what feels like 90% of the people on social media this year. It seems like the only thing they would want is a mug or cup or some kind of ceramic vessel that makes a statement for their candidate, right? Now I'm sure it's not 90%, but I mean some people that's what they would want this year. So they're not gonna they're not gonna purchase my work because I don't do that. All right. I also don't make smooth white minimalist mugs. I don't make sculptural work. I don't put cartoon characters on my mugs. Well, at least not yet. Uh, my cheapest mug is I don't know twenty to twenty five dollars. My most expensive mug is around fifty. Now think about the millions of different people and what they are going to buy to drink their coffee or tea or favorite beverage. Probably a large portion of the population will just go down to Walmart and buy a mug for under five bucks, and they would never think of buying a $30 mug. So the point is, anyone can buy or use my pots, but not everyone is going to. So how do I find those people that will consider buying my work? Now, sometimes it's kind of built in, just, you know, the word gets out that you make stuff, and the people that are going to be interested hear about it, and they'll find you, right? 
But I've also have six ideas that can help you get started with finding or creating a market. All right, so number one is to match your work to the venue. I think the easiest step is to consider the kind of work you make and what outlets align with it. For example, if you make big, valuable sculptures, a rural farmer's market probably won't have many people that will be looking for your kind of work. You don't usually think of going to a farmer's market to buy big sculptures. But then on the other hand, if you make simple, single-color mugs that you sell for $15 or $20, you probably won't have galleries or collectors knocking down your door to get a hold of your work. I mean, usually those are those kind of people are looking for the big sculptural or kind of valuable, you know, work. Uh, now, some potters, they even make different lines of work for different venues or audiences or markets. I mean, if your work is, if you're making two really distinct kinds of work, you probably don't want to market your work in general to one audience. You might have to find two different audiences. All right, moving on. Number two, number two thing to help you find or create a market is to ask around. Okay, do you know some other clay artists who seem to have a good idea of what they are doing? Maybe you could ask them what kinds of shows are good for potters or what kind of people buy their work. Or maybe you know some other artists or craftspeople that don't use clay, but they have a style that might be related to yours. Okay, maybe like a kind of rustic style. If you make rustic pots, they make rustic hand baskets or whatever. Maybe those people know a show or venue that would be a good fit for your work. I mean, maybe they they have the same kind of style throughout the show as your work, but they don't have any ceramic artists. So talk to those people as well. Okay, number three, third thing to help you get started creating or finding your market is to consider your subject matter. If someone is going to buy your work, they will have some kind of connection to it or connection to you. Now, if you have specific subject matter, that could be what draws certain people to your work. For example, when people buy my map mugs, some of them comment about how they like to travel or how they have family in different countries. So whether it is through advertising on social media or the way I write my Etsy listings, I could really focus on the idea of travel So people that enjoy traveling will find my work and connect to it. All right, number four, the fourth thing to help you get started finding or creating a market for your work is to look for patterns in sales. I mean, if you're already selling your work, take notes of any patterns that you see. Do you have an uncommonly high number of grandmas that like to bake purchasing your work? Maybe this could tell you something. I mean, as long as you aren't only selling your work outside of a grandma's who bake convention every year, I mean, that could definitely skew the results, right? But start to notice these different demographics that seem to be interested in your work, and that can help you find more of these types of people. Okay, the fifth thing to help you find or create a market is to create an ideal customer profile. I mean, you hear the these marketing people 
tell you to create a an ideal customer or some customer profiles, which means you basically create an imaginary person based on some of the patterns that you've noticed or how certain aspects of your work relate to characteristics of certain demographics. After you create this imaginary person with as many details as, as possible, like everything from their name, like a full name, to their favorite magazine, to what they eat, what they spend their weekends doing, get really specific. And that is going to help you get specific on your marketing efforts, right? To reach out to those kind of people. All right, and finally, the last thing to help you create or find a market for your work is to build a following. Now really, this is kind of the whole idea of finding a market or creating a market. When you start putting your work out there, especially if it is in an authentic way and you do it consistently, people will start to find it and connect with it. Okay, so these followers, the the people that are starting to connect with your work, they are they become your market. They're the people that are going to be most likely to purchase your work. Now, this can take different forms, such as social media followers. It could be email lists, subscribers. It could be like a physical shop visitor. And some people even still do the uh, like the snail mail mailing lists, you know, send out the postcards for, for your sales events. Yeah, it can be different things, but these are going to be the people that are most likely to buy from you. I mean, you do, usually don't join mailing lists or follow social profiles unless you're interested in that kind of thing, right? The big thing is, though, once you have these followers or subscribers, you actually have to take care of these relationships. You you have to figure out how to keep strengthening the connection or keep connecting to them because the more connected someone feels, the more likely they will be to buy something from you or maybe even buy something from you again. Once you have those, once you find that market, I mean, you actually have to interact with it. So there are six ideas, things to think about as you find or create a market for your work. But one thing to remember, it isn't going to happen overnight. I mean, you're not going to do a little research today or, you know, buy a couple ads today and wake up tomorrow and have this big market to buy your work. It's kind of a process and it's going to take some time, but if you stick with it, it, you will continue to improve and build those followers and build that market. And hopefully that will lead to some more sales. But what about you? I mean, have you started to find a market for your work? Do you have any good tips to help someone else? Uh, You can get in touch through social media. I mean, expert clay Go to expertclay.com, go to the social media profiles, Facebook, Instagram. You can even email me at brandon at expertclay.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've got questions that we can talk about. But that about wraps it up for, for this episode. Thank you for listening. And be sure to check in on the next episode where we will talk about sharing pottery information. But until then, stay safe, keep finding your market, and stay muddy.